Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm Lisa Good. And I'm Chris Good. Well, 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 it was just last week we talked about the top five dangerous social media challenges and specifically about the one called Skullbreaker. Sounds kind of ominous, right? Well, we did mention it hadn't made it to the U.S. yet, but we were sure it was on the way. And guess what, folks? It's here. Except with American style. The kids have renamed it and added their own little twist. Because Skullbreaker sounds so serious, and you know, we don't want our parents or the media to freak out, and there are too many kids that wouldn't actually want to do something called Skullbreaker. So, they've called it the Tripping Jump Challenge. And it's already caused a brain injury with a girl in Ohio. The other interesting thing is that kids here are doing is they're not telling their victims, I mean, I mean the friends, that they're going to knock their legs out from under them. What they're saying is something like, hey, we're trying to learn a do dance move. Can you help us? Then when the person jumps up, they kick their legs and they fall back and smash their head on the ground. So unlike the other challenges where kids are being bullied or dared to do something stupid, now innocent kids are being tricked by their so-called friends into serious bodily harm. Good grief. Oh my. Well, parents, adults, and teachers, come on guys, we've got to be talking to our kids. So we've got a few of these videos posted over on our site. If you want to sit down with your kids and say, hey, look at this. This can seriously hurt somebody. Please do not participate in this. And if you do, there will be consequences. Now, you can check those out at yourkidssecretlife.com and they're under the resources section. So there's another current news story that we'd like to cover. Now, this one involves a 16-year-old Texas high school student named Sam Reynolds. Now, Sam stepped in to help another student who was being bullied. And instead of just walking by and ignoring the situation or pulling out his cell phone and getting it on video, he stepped in and broke it up. But then a few days later, the bully approached Sam and shot him point blank, killing him. The authorities haven't released the shooter's name because, you know, he's only 15 years old. They have said he will be charged for murder, but possibly not as an adult. Now, another thing the police said was that at first the suspect denied that he did that, but there were security cameras everywhere and it caught the entire event. I just can't even imagine. Now, while the local police and many others are very focused on where did he get the gun, as parents, I think we should be focused on what was this kid thinking and what were the influences in his life? Yeah, I mean, what would make him think it was okay to shoot someone just because they stopped you from bullying someone else? 
I don't think it would have mattered who stopped him from the bullying incident. It could have been a friend, maybe his favorite even teacher. But he still would have went after him. He had that much rage. It's really sad. Also makes you think, what influences did he have in his life? How many thousands of hours of gaming has he done where he's killed how many millions of electronic people and now he's desensitized to killing? Did his parents know about the influences in his life? His friends? His music? His gaming habits? His online habits? One of the saddest side consequences of this is how many other kids that are in school or that anywhere that hear about this story who may have helped another student in a similar situation, now they could say, you know what? That kid got killed from helping. I'm not going to help anybody. I'm just going to walk by and pretend I don't see anything happening. Oh, parents, parents, parents. We need to use this as an example. And it should also serve as a wake-up call for all of us to get involved. So I'm just going to ask you, do you know what your kids are doing online? who they're chatting with when they game, or who they're chatting with on Snapchat. If you have kids that are playing online games like Fortnite, Minecraft, Clash of Clans, or even Roblox, you may want to sit and play with them and watch what they play on multiple occasions and for more than just like five or ten minutes. I think most parents would be shocked at what goes on in the gaming chats. And not just from a swearing and language perspective, but also from a grooming and bullying perspective. All right, so we're going to move on. Now, this week, we'll wrap up Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month and National Eating Disorders Awareness Week. So we're going to talk about some things that you may not know, but you should. So when most of us were in school and dating, there was no social media. And most of us didn't have phones with cameras built in or the option to track others with location services. If someone you were dating or just broke up with wanted to stalk you or harass you, They'd have to follow you home from school or hang out at wherever it was you worked after school or on the weekends. And anyone who did that most likely felt the wrath of not just your parents and possibly theirs, but also your brothers, sisters and cousins. But with the technology that our kids carry around today, even our college age kids, It's easy for someone to go too far, to be a stalker, or do lasting emotional and mental damage. You may be saying, hey, my kids aren't dating. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but your kid probably is already dating, perhaps even more seriously than you realize. They may just not tell you they're dating. It may sound more like, oh, I like John a lot, or he sits with me at lunch and John is just a friend. But according to Pew Research, 89% of teenagers between the ages of 13 and 18 say they have been in dating relationships. And the youth.gov studies say that 72% of 13 to 14-year-olds are dating. And while you may chalk it up to innocent puppy love, relationships between teenagers usually seem incredibly intense and all-consuming to them. Now, I'm sure you can think back to when you were in high school and had that crush. Not to mention the never-ending buzz about who was dating who and who just broke up. Oh my, I remember those days. And I am so glad I didn't have to go through them with a smartphone and social media like our kids do. I agree to that. Now, according to the youth.gov, one in three dating teens are harassed or abused through technology. And 43% of girls in college say they've been harassed or abused through technology. So what does that mean? 
Well, technology or digital abuse is defined as the use of technology to make another person feel unsafe. So digital abuse can come from a person they're dating or a person that wants to have a relationship with your kid. Now, I'm sure you can remember back to that one person that liked you in high school or college and you just didn't feel the same way. They were really just a friend. But imagine if that person now had access to a smartphone with a camera and multiple social media platforms. Yeah, and the abuse can be as subtle as texting constantly or as dramatic as sharing nude selfies and then using them to keep the other person in line. Now, while it sounds foreign to those of us who didn't grow up in this digital era, this is what our kids have to deal with on a daily basis. So the following are some stories from local teens who have shared with me their dating drama. Now, their names have been removed to protect them. So an 11th grade girl says, my boyfriend demanded the password to my phone and has been looking through my Instagram and text messages every day, thinking he'll catch me cheating on him. From an eighth grade boy, he said, a girl I dated sent me 64 texts in an hour asking me where I was and who I was with and threatened to break up with me if I didn't answer right away. It was so creepy. And a ninth grade girl says, my ex took a video of us together without me knowing and sent it to his friends. I don't know how to tell my parents. They're going to be so disappointed in me. And then last, an 11th grade boy says, after my girlfriend and I broke up, she started spreading rumors about me on Snapchat. I've been threatened by the boys at school and I've lost friends because of it. Now, believe it or not, many teens are constantly monitored by their dating partner when texting. And many partners set certain rules for their boyfriend or girlfriend's cell phone and social media use. We need to make sure our kids know this is not appropriate behavior. Everyone has the right to use their own technology and social media accounts. The only one that has a right to tell your kids what to do is you, their parents. Can I get an amen? Amen. Here are a few examples of digital abuse that you can go over with your kids. Demanding to look through your private messages. Demanding to check your social media accounts. Not allowing you to call or text certain people. Banning you from being friends with or following certain people on social media. Then there's forcing you to send inappropriate photos. Forcing you to make videos you're not comfortable doing and threatening to post photos, videos, or text messages that you have shared. You know, sometimes digital abuse can escalate into physical abuse. According to the CDC, youth ages 12 to 19 experience the highest rates of rape and sexual assault, and 10% of those assaults were by a boyfriend or girlfriend during the previous year. Now, while we might think that dating violence is something that could never happen to our kids, the truth is that nearly a third of girls surveyed through Pew Research said that they know at least one student at school who's been physically abused by a person they were dating. Now, it may be uncomfortable for you, and I mean like squirming in your chair, trying to figure out what exactly to say, but we must understand and discuss with our kids the realities of technology in today's teen relationships in order to protect them and keep them from being a participant of teen dating violence, both on the sending and the receiving end. And those of us who have daughters know the importance of talking with them about staying safe. You know, be aware of your surroundings. Stay with your friends. If something is going on that shouldn't be, call us and we'll come get you and we won't pass judgment. 
all those things that we talk about with them. But every violent or digitally abusive relationship has a victim and an abuser. And whether we like it or not, the data shows that the vast majority of the time, the abuser is male. Now, as a parent of two boys and two girls, I believe it's critical that we talk to our sons about healthy relationships, the appropriate way to use technology in a relationship, and also talk about things that they shouldn't do or ask anyone else to do, like send nude photos or videos. Now, I'm not letting the girls off the hook here or saying that young women aren't capable of being mean or even using violence. There are multiple movies, you know, like Mean Girls, that shine a light on high school girls and their cliques. I mean, plus, anyone with a teenage daughter can attest to the craziness that sometimes happens at home. You know, there are those days when she comes down the stairs and you say, I don't know who you are, but you need to turn around and walk right back up those stairs and try that again. And please bring my real daughter back down with you. It's important that your kids know they can come to you if they think they're in danger or in an unhealthy relationship. The good news is that all it takes is a little time, focus, and a commitment to reach out, listen, and talk to our teens. No one is in a better position to make a difference in the lives of your kids than you are. And in this digital age, when it comes to teens, dating, and technology, it's important that we keep our eyes out for possible warning signs and play offense instead of reacting after the fact. You can't be the ostrich with his head in the sand pretending that they aren't dating or that they're never going to send a nude selfie to someone. That's just not realistic. The world our kids live in isn't the same one we grew up in. So please don't let your discomfort with the topic keep you from talking with your kids. Well, stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm Lisa Good. And I'm Chris Good. We're talking about this week wraps up Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month and National Eating Disorders Awareness Week. We're going to start off talking about social media and the dark truth behind those photo editing apps that make you look so perfect and that all the kids love. Oh boy, it's going to be a good one. Now, do you remember when we used to be outraged when we were told that the model's body or features in a magazine had been airbrushed using Photoshop? I remember when I heard that about Cindy Crawford. I could not believe it. I just couldn't believe it. And then there was a huge campaign against that. And studies were done that showed just how damaging those effects are on young girls, how it gives them such a negative self-image. Well, thanks to social media and all young adults, not just girls, are now those models. And all the tools for airbrushing are currently in our hands as apps on all smartphones. You know, they say that technology moves us forward as humans, but I'm not sure I agree with that 100%. I think some technology moves us forward and others takes us five steps back. I agree. 
Well, a few years ago, a friend told me that she would use the liquify tool in Photoshop to make herself appear slimmer in her pictures before she posted them on Facebook. And I remember sitting there thinking, what? Everyone knows you in real life. There's nothing wrong with how you look. I mean, seriously, why would you do that? Well, my friend was trying to create a better version of herself, a reflection of how she thought she should look and what she thought others expected her to look like. Now, sure, social media, like Disneyland, is supposed to be the happiest place on earth. Not. Don't get me started about the lines at Disney World. I just can't go there. But now kids and adults feel the need to create a character of themselves and put that into the social media fantasy land for the world to see. For kids today, there's this expectation that you should be sharing every detail of your lives online, from what you ate for breakfast to sitting at home studying. Everything gets photographed and posted, and kids know that one bad photo can make them the brunt of jokes, memes, and mean death to their social status at school. Now, unlike celebrities or influencers who can take the time to edit their appearance, or like Mark Zuckerberg and his wife who have a full-time team of professional photographers that follow them, follow them around every day to get every picture perfect. And I mean everything from reading to their kids to jogging with other executives. Normal users, like your kids, they have to rely on selfies from their smartphones. So now, if you aren't on social media, and there are people that actually aren't, I know, or if you haven't really looked at it from a logical standpoint, the next time you log on, I challenge you to step back and look at what you're really seeing. If you take the challenge, what you'll start to notice is that you are bombarded with information on what diet you should be doing, what size you should be, and how happy others are that are thin and beautiful, as well as everyone is on vacation, traveling, or on some grand adventure, or so it seems. Now, take a look at your kids' social media and their friends' accounts from that same perspective. It will look very similar. All of this has pushed kids to want to look as good or better than others. It tells them, online, you can pretend to be anyone. But when they look in the mirror, they still see who they really are, and it doesn't match the photo they just posted. This can be bad enough with young adults, but throw in some hormones for good measure. And it's easy to see how social media is encouraging eating disorders in teens and even younger children, not counting the depression, the spike in suicide rates, and don't even get me started on the bullying. Oh, the bullying. You know, it's bad. And, you know, today there's no need for kids to use the liquify tool in Photoshop to create that perfect photo. Now, there's a whole world of apps that will physically shape their appearance quicker than you can say bippity boppity boo. Some might argue that these apps are used for making funny faces or adding animal characters to their photos, like the face app whose purpose was to make you look old in your selfies, as well as making you vulnerable for Russians to steal your data because that app came loaded with spyware. But for young kids who couldn't imagine being old, oh, the horror, it was funny to them to see what they might look like. So yes, those fun apps do exist, but they are outnumbered by the ones that push kids into thinking the way they look isn't good enough and that they can't present their real, authentic selves to the world. Now, before we do a deep dive on the top apps that kids use, or their faves as they call them, 
Let's talk about the sneaky side of some of these apps, like the Aura Glow and the UCAM makeup that you may not be aware of. Unless, of course, you're using one of these yourself. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. I played with the UCAM makeup app, and I must say, I can see why this one's fun for the girls. It's got all these cool makeup effects and you can use. And, you know, the ones you couldn't wear on a normal day out or really any day out. But they do look super cool and neat. And, you know, like you see on the makeup ads for like Urban Decay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on that tangent. Now, the only function of our Glow app is to make your teeth look whiter in selfies. That's it. Well, that's almost it. You see, the real objective of the app is to show you what your teeth look like with whitening products. It's a sales app. Now, the UCAM makeup app, while not as overt, is also a sales app. Yes, it is. Its objective is to sell you the makeup that you get to use on your photos. It's basically saying, if you buy this glop and put it on your face, you will look in real life like you did in that photo. Unless, of course, you change the shape of your eyes, your mouth, your chin... And then, of course, you'll need a plastic surgeon to make that happen. Well, okay. So we talked about the sales feature that some of the apps have. Let's go over the top apps that kids and young adults use that play a part in mental health issues, eating disorders, and depression by making them feel inadequate and playing on their self-esteem. All of these apps are available for both Apple and Android devices. The only difference may be a slight twist in the name. So we're going to kick it off with number one, the skin tanner. Can you imagine what that does? (laughs) Yeah, I know. The description of this app mentions that the photo filter is a safe alternative to sunbathing and UV tanning. And it has this disclaimer. This app will not tan your skin in real life. Seriously, we need we need that disclaimer. We now live in that world. That's crazy. So in the app's own words, it says, get the perfect tan in your photos. How would you look with a tan? With Skin Tanner, you can get the perfect skin tan in your photos easily. Simply select the areas of your face and body that you'd like to tan, and then adjust the strength of the tan. You can give yourself a light tan or a dark glowing tan that looks like you spent the day on an exotic island. Now, how would a reclusive teen feel about themselves if they saw all their classmates on Instagram with Glow smiles, along with a skin tanner bronzed body. Could be pretty depressing. Number two, BodyTune. This app description says, BodyTune is a unique service for adjusting the face and your shape. The photo editor will get you the perfect figure without any photo editing skills. Just a couple of clicks and you'll become the sexiest fitness model. Oh my goodness, I can't even believe that. Now, This app goes on to list features such as, are you ready? Realistic abs, big, beautiful breasts, long legs, and smooth, elastic skin without cellulite. Well, well, what 14, 15, or 16-year-old girl wouldn't want that? Well, I don't know too many adults that wouldn't want that. Yep. So, number three, perfect me. Now, this would be an excellent walk down the yellow brick road to an eating disorder for most kids. According to the app, Perfect Me, Body Retouch and Face Editor is a fantastic photo editor. It can help you reshape body curves to get the slim body, perfect figure, thin waist, 
long legs, abs, and add a tattoo, as well as retouch your face to a skinny face. This body and face enhancer is perfect for self-entertainment or online showcasing. Yeah, I think the description should really say, make me look like Barbie or Ken so all my friends, family, and followers will be jealous. I know I would be if I saw that. All right, so number four is spring effects or spring if you're on an apple. There's even an app for short people like me. At five foot, who would love to be taller? Say around five, six or so. Not quite model height, but still taller than I am now. So this app boasts that it lengthens your legs in photos and slims your waist, in case you're not happy with that area of your body. And also, it slims the size of your head because, you know, you can't have your head looking stretched out after you've made yourself taller. That would be weird. So the official app description is Spring Effects app will alter your body proportionately with our scientific body improving tech. So think about that. Now we need technology to improve our bodies. Hmm. All right. Number five called Make Me Thin. If you see this one on your daughter's phone, she's probably struggling with some issues and you may want to have a heart to heart. This app describes itself as Make Me Thin can give you an instant way to thin your face and a slimming body. It can automatically locate your face and body. You only need a few simple operations and voila, a perfect physique instantly on the screen in front of you. This app doesn't even try to be subtle. It calls itself what every young girl wants to be thin. It preys on kids' emotions to want to be accepted. Never mind that it's creating nothing but a fantasy land. According to the Harvard School of Public Health, the perfect bodies we see in the media, from Hollywood actors to celebrities, they're rare. Roughly only 2 to 5% of the entire population look like this. And not to mention it takes an entire team to pull it off. From personal trainers to personal chefs that have to travel with them everywhere they go. I think it's important that we tell our kids about that because I don't think they realize that these people just don't roll out of bed and look like that. It takes a massive amount of work and a whole lot of money to pay the staff to look like that. Well, we're going to round up number six with Facetune and Retouch Me. Now, we put these two together because the older teens I've talked to say they use them to fix photos to post on dating apps, you know, like Tinder or use for meetup. So Facetune removes signs of acne and Retouch Me removes wrinkles. It's like the photo version of injecting Botox. It does crazy stuff. And we just covered the tip of the iceberg with these apps. There are hundreds of them available on the App Store, some with surprising names. And while girls are more frequent users of these apps, boys and young men use them too. There are also apps catered directly to boys and men. So let's see, there's the Men Editor Slim and Skinny Body app and the Retouch Men Abs and Body Editor just to name a few. You may be saying, okay, so kids like using these apps. That shouldn't be a big deal, but it is. These apps and the social media photos that they create are unrealistic, and they're dangerous to the minds of kids. 
In studies, Instagram has been noted as the worst social media platform for mental health. These perfect pictures and social media are one of the leading causes of depression and eating disorders like anorexia and bulimia. According to the National Eating Disorders Association, nearly 80% of 10-year-olds are afraid of being overweight at 10 years old. Young adults, including teens, who spend more than an hour a day on social media sites are more likely to report psychological distress or a compare and despair attitude. And it's not uncommon for eating disorders to continue after kids graduate from high school. I had a few friends' daughters go to college this year, and while following the selfies and group photos they were posting relentlessly, I started to wonder, what happened to the freshman 15? And then I think I found the answer. It's selfie sticks and slimming apps. Mm. So, so what can we do? One, a good starting place is to talk about these apps and why they or their friends want to use them. Now, you're trying to find a way to talk about body image without sounding like you're lecturing. Check their phone, see if they're already using any of these types of apps. And if they are, take a look at the photos they've changed. What did they look like? What did they change? That would give you an insight into where they're not happy with themselves. Another step would be to limit the time your kids spend on social media. Encourage them to do more in the real world and less online. Then the toughest of all is, as parents, we need to lead by example. Unfortunately, we can forget how our actions, thoughts, and words can impact the lives of our kids. When it comes to body image and eating behavior, this is especially true. Also, we as parents need to be mindful of how we eat and how we talk about food. Anyone remember growing up with make me a happy plate or eat all the food on your plate because there are kids starving somewhere? Well, these caused eating disorders like obesity when we were growing up or the guilt of not eating all the food put on our plate, even if we were stuffed. So whether we like it or not, the things we say about food will have a lasting impact on our kids. Now, these social media apps aren't going away. It's important to have open conversation with your kids. And if you see signs they're struggling with an eating disorder, please reach out to a professional and get them help. Now, have a great week. And remember, you can do this. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free Cyber Alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.